My name is Emily, and you are listening to the Fill Your Cup podcast. This is a space that allows you to press pause on the hustle of life and relax into conversations that will awaken, inspire, and empower your mind, body, and soul. From health, wellness, self-mastery, ancient wisdoms, and all things in between, tune in each week for your dose of all the good vibes. So are you ready? Sit back, relax, and let's fill your cup. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Fill Your Cup podcast. I hope everyone is having a beautiful day. Before we dive deep into today's episode, I want to get on here and offer all of my loyal listeners something pretty epic. My signature group program, Align Your Energy, is open for enrollment. Round two is going to be going down July 20th. This is an eight-week group coaching program for women who feel lost, who feel stuck, who feel confused, who feel like there's another way to be living life, who feel really low energy, maybe anxious, stressed, just all of the low vibes. In eight weeks, I am going to take you on a magical journey, coming back into your own true alignment with your specific energy. In the beginning, we get into all of the beliefs. we really become aware of all of the beliefs, the things that have been holding you back, the mental, the physical, the emotional imbalances. Once we discover that, then we can get into really digging deep into your specific energy flow Once you understand your own specific energy, I then take you through the different types of nutrition and lifestyle habits and all the different things that are going to keep you in balance, keep you in flow so that you can come into this next best level, this next version of you so that you can tap into your best life, your life of bliss so that you can go from just surviving to thriving. I created this program um, because I was in the same exact spot of feeling like shit, of feeling like I had no idea what to do, how I had gotten there. I was so unmotivated. I had no energy. I was really, really depressed. And in a year, less than a year, I was able to heal myself naturally. And I literally take you through the entire process in eight weeks. You leave with a toolbox full of natural healing tools to, again, bring you back into that alignment, your true flow, because everybody is different. Everyone has their own unique taste, their own unique thoughts, their own unique emotions, their own unique energy flow. So if that is why you've been, you've tried different diet plans, you've tried different health plans, you've tried everything under the sun and nothing has worked, it is because it wasn't specific to your energy. That is what the difference is in this eight-week group coaching program, Align Your Energy. So again, for my loyal listeners, I have a special, special offer for you guys. So make sure that 
if you are hearing this, if this sounds like you, you are like, fuck yes, your soul is calling you, craving to do this, hit me up. I will leave my Instagram in the show notes, my email. Please reach out. I want you in there. Let me know you came, you heard this on the podcast, and I will get you your special offer. So yes, that is all from me. Please enjoy your show and have a great freaking day, guys. Hello, hello. Welcome back, everybody, to the Fill Your Cup podcast. I am so freaking excited today to have my next guest on. Today, I have Stephanie Bority. I hope I didn't butcher that. Stephanie Bority. Um, I found Stephanie, of course, through Instagram, and I found her all about that astrology guidance, all about intuition. I um, had gotten into astrology, had no idea what the hell like I was even looking at. And I'm so grateful to have come across Stephanie because she is just so smart and she knows exactly what she's talking about. Um, she is a modern mystic empowering women, men to come back into their truth, their wholeness through astrological guidance, through crystal guidance, through intuitive healing, all of that good guidance. So I'm just going to give it right on over to Steph. I will let her kind of give you all of her good vibes and we'll get right into it. Hey, beauty. Thank you so much for that introduction. That was like the loveliest. You're so sweet. And by the way, really good at saying my last name because like no one ever gets it right. Okay. <laughs> so, that was right. Bority. You did so good. Like Woo! so good. <laughs> it's a tough one. It's a mouthful for some reason. Um, yeah. So my name is Stephanie. I am a mystic and an astrologer and I've been doing this work since 2017. Um, it's taken me some time to grow into my own and I love empowering. I work mostly with women, but I love empowering whoever is looking to step into basically their truth, as you said, and own who they are. It's, it's who's ready for a big change and just to look to the mystical arts as a tool to really self-empower and to learn about yourself. Um, my favorite thing, because I'm a Scorpio maybe, and I'm very comfortable um, with emotions and vulnerability, is really how vulnerability can lead you to so many breakthroughs and you can learn so much about yourself through astrology and by being connected to your intuition, which starts truly, I believe, with being open to, to being vulnerable and to seeing what can come your way when you let your guards down and when you surrender. <laughs> yes. Oh, that is so good. I just like, again, all of the chills when you talk because everything just like so resonates. Um, so let's just get like right into it and explain to all of the people kind of about astrology because I know when I was starting again my journey into more of like the spirituality land into more of like the woo woo I definitely looked at all of this stuff as more woo woo and like totally out there but once I started to understand and again come into that more of alignment and more of an understanding I knew that astrology was just another way to understand yourself. Maybe you got to get a little more vulnerable, again, start to understand those parts. But um, can you kind of explain it? Just like, what is the basis? What it is? How we can use it to understand ourselves better? Yeah, I would love to. Um, 
Astrology, just as you said, you know, it's so interesting because I'm a Scorpio sun. So for your audience, for those of you who know a little bit about this, this will resonate with you. Those of you who don't, you can easily, easily find it online for sure. But um, Scorpio sun, I'm a Leo moon and my ascendant is Sagittarius. So it was pretty much always in my DNA to be a mystic. Actually, as a sidebar, I have like six planets conjunct in my 10th house of career in Scorpio. So Scorpio is ruling my 10th house, which is basically everything to do with the occult and mystic. And it just stands to, as soon as I saw that, I just thought, it took me so long to get here, but this is what I'm supposed to be saying. I'm supposed to be like, Sag is all like the truth sayer and they just say it how it is. And I'm like, I'm supposed to be spilling the beans to people about how the occult is actually not that scary. But it took me a while to get there. I always loved astrology. Um, I noticed that a lot of Scorpio women around me loved astrology when I was growing up, but it didn't feel something I was comfortable with owning because there is this very, as you're explaining it, I'm like very woo-woo sort of like hands up, like keep me away from that information. Like, what are you talking about right now? Like there's, I guess, you know, through coaching, because I, I do have a training as a coach, I, you would explain it as fear. Society kind of has this fear of things that they don't understand. And I totally get it because I'm human as well. I'm, you know, a soul having a human experience, um, as many of us can relate to. And there are a lot of things that are fearful for the human essence and for us as humans having this experience on earth. So I totally understand where people are coming from. And it's, it's really my absolute pleasure and like greatest fulfillment to help people understand that astrology really isn't that scary. It's the study of as above, so below, basically. Mm. It's a belief in the stars, in the planets, and how they interact. Um, and just the, the solar system, it's energy. It's, it's all of the magic of, it really is all the magic of energy, actually. That's what I think I would boil it down to. I know some astrologers would maybe disagree with that, but energetically, the planets and um, the zodiacs are interacting with each other and that's creating certain vibrations and certain scenarios for us in our day-to-day -day life. And, you know, astrology isn't just your birth chart or your sun horoscope. And, you know, for those of you listening who maybe didn't identify or still don't identify so much with your sun horoscope, check out your ascendant horoscope because that's something that usually people vibe a little bit more with when they open that up for themselves. They realize like, wait a second, this is actually way more me. For the longest time, actually Scorpio, I mean, not surprisingly because it's such an intuitive sign and it's so into the woo. I was like, and people have this whole stigma about Scorpios that it's like the worst sign of the Zodiac. <laughs> um, and I didn't really resonate, but when I found out I was a Sag ascendant, everything just kind of came to life. Like, it's just the biggest free spirited sign ever loves to say how things really are. Um, I was born on the 7th of November. So seven eleven, and mm. two is actually my, um, in numerology, two is my life path number, and number seven is the number of truth. So <laughs> that's why wow. I actually tattooed seven on my wrist in French set, because um, I'm bilingual, having grown up in Montreal and actually born in France. But um, yeah, it, it's just astrology really is this other language. You know, sometimes I explain it to people who are a bit more practical and, and, and come at it a little bit like with a raised eyebrow. It's sort of a different um, way to look at sociology. It's it's mm. it's a study of humanity and of our of our our characteristics and our personalities and our behavior. It's human behavior um, interpreted in a starry way, basically. Yes. You know, but you've got to be you've got to be open and vulnerable to 
to see things a little less grounded and a little more um, magic, I would say is the best way to put it. A little more magic. <laughs> I love that. A little more magic. And like, why not a little more magic when I feel like I didn't know what magic was? I was like stuck forever, right? It's like when you can open yourself up again to that new perspective, that little bit of magic, like everything can shift. And I'm just going to kind of... Um, relate this for my audience kind of to Ayurveda because it's it's like the same kind of thing. It's a, another system to help you understand yourselves. Ayurveda, we're all made up of energy. That energy is around us as above, so below. Everything is happening. Um, so yeah, when the planets are moving and the um, and like you were explaining, like the houses and all of the different signs, like everything is always moving. Everything is always shifting. Every, like nothing is the same. The only constant in life is change. So if everything is shifting and we can understand those things shifting and how they relate to us, like you guys, can you imagine how like freaking magical life can get when you can literally like understand the magic of the stars and then align it to like what you're doing in your life? Um, so that's, that's kind of like my understanding of it and how you can use it. Um, can you just kind of back up? Because when I started to get into astrology, I was like, yeah, I'm a Gemini. I'm a Gemini. I'm a Gemini. And then I went to this workshop and they're like, actually, you have a moon, a sun and an ascendant sign. And I'm like, what the hell? Um, so can you kind of explain what the three different, again, the sun, the moon and the ascendant means? Because we aren't necessarily just a Gemini. We aren't necessarily just a Leo, like that one, you know, sign. So. Yes. This is like one of my favorite things to teach about in astrology. And I started doing astrology. It actually kind of fell into my lap, which is again, going back to the vulnerability and just being open to things in life. Um, about a year and a half ago, I actually, it's coming up on two years now. I had a burnout, which is also now I realize like a spiritual awakening. Mm. Uh, and I just hit a wall. <laughs> I was like, saw it coming for a long time. I was really going against my truth. Um, and then one thing led to another. And that happened in the spring, summer of 2017. By the end of 2017, I was doing moon circles. And moon circles are what really opened my eyes up to like, holy smokes, we have a moon sign. And... <laughs> Wait a second. And we have an ascendant, but you need to know your time of birth for that. Oh my gosh. And as it's so funny, because as someone who does this for work, I had to like pull teeth for my mom to try and understand what time I was born at. And then we like found it in a baby book. Ask a mom in today's world what time their child was born at, and we all know it. Like it's okay. just crazy. It's Same. so funny. Right? Like my dad was giving me the wrong time forever. And I was literally plugging it into all of these charts. And then he's like, oh, actually you were, it was this time. I'm like, okay. So now all of this could be like so screwed up. That's it. Because you need to know your time. You really do. There are some things like if you're born in the morning before 12 PM. So from 12 AM to 12 PM, if you're born in that first 12 hours. You're probably more career minded. If you're born in the evening, you're more family minded. So from 12 PM to 12 AM. I'm like so bad with numbers and math, <laughs> but yeah, so you can deduct that, but you do really need to know, um, you need to know what time you were born at because that determines the most Eastern point of your chart, which is your ascendant. And that is what literally shapes the 12 houses. Like that's why in the example I was saying earlier, my 10th house is ruled by Scorpio because my ascendant falls at Sagittarius. So 
it all kind of shapes itself that way. Um, ascendant, how, you know, recently I was trying to, I was trying to describe this and I was like, can you explain people's sun signs? You know, and it took me a while to kind of, to come into it because all three components, your sun, your moon, and your ascendant, or your sun ascendant, I would say, and then your moon are so, so important. They really are. Um, and it's not one over the other. It's just how they all fit in your puzzle. So the best way I came up with recently is your sun is your DNA. It's what you were basically born with as an outlook. And it's what, um, how you feel about things, I would say, but without like going into emotional thing. It's just sort of your predisposition. And your ascendant, babes, is really going to be your compass in the world. Your ascendant is, it reflects your career, and it's the part of you that actually, when you break it down, you would recognize that other people see you for your ascendant before they see you for your son. I, I, I wish you guys could see my face. My jaw's like <laughs> on the floor right now. <laughs> and then your moon is your emotional existence. It's, it's, it really explains how you feel emotionally, how you express yourself emotionally, and um, I guess where you're, it, it, I'm just going to leave it at, it's your emotional existence. It's really mm. how you express yourself emotionally. I'm a Leo moon, so I'm very expressive emotionally. I'm very open emotionally, and I wear my heart on my sleeve. And the Leo is associated um, with the heart chakra, actually. It's associated with the heart, so it's a very, there's so much love to give with that um, zodiac sign. And you know, when you're coming into your truth and when you're coming into your power, I, I just love thinking about my journey and how Leo is my moon sign because I was so, you know, I read tarot a bit and there's the strength card and recently even still going through my journey, it came up that the card was reversed. So the woman isn't controlling the lion. The lion is controlling her. That's probably also to do with I, I mean, not even probably, I know it is. It's, it's my journey and where I'm at. And also I'm pregnant and there's so many surrender challenges. So I'm experiencing a whole new level of, of power and, and, and all these things. But when, you know, thinking about myself as the Leo moon and coming into this career, like it took me a while to, to step into that, to that lion and step into owning my power instead of giving everything that I had in me away. I gave it all the time to other people to do whatever they wanted to with that power. But what's interesting is that when you do have that essence of having power, and it has nothing to do with being a Leo necessarily, but um, you'll notice a pattern in your life where you, you don't give yourself the credit that you actually deserve and you sell yourself short. And this can be in different circumstances. In my instance, it was really people pleasing. But for some women or men, it's going to be in their love relationships where they just let other people walk all over them and they choose significant others that aren't treating them properly the way that they deserve to be treated. They're settling. Um, that speaks to your sense of power and our powers is really in our solar plexus chakra. And when we heal the lower chakras, we're able to become enlightened and everything at the top opens up. And it's just the whole, you know, even when you were talking about Ayurveda, Emily, like it's, it's all tied, all of these spiritual holistic practices and studies are just so beautiful because they layer so well together. Like one, I don't believe that one is mutually exclusive of the other. Mm. Oh. I was like, I just talk forever. It's, you know, Sagittarius <laughs> storyteller. Doesn't, <laughs> like doesn't stop talking. Loves a good story. <laughs> no, you're good. That was so freaking powerful. It's, um, 
I mean, yeah, (laughs) I just like, I don't even know what to say. Like, you're right. It's everything is just that guidance to like bring us back into that, that space. And everything is so connected just because I'm saying Ayurveda and Steph is talking about astrology. It's like, yeah, what, like they're both different names, but it's the same concept. It is the same concept, just like human design, just like, I mean, crystals, just like tarot, like it's all like a guidance system to like bring you back to your true like internal power, your true, like your true wholeness. That's all what it is to bring you back into that alignment. And astrology, like another piece I love about it, just like, again, Ayurveda and all of these different things is like, you have like all of these different pieces, like the signs, like the houses you were talking about, um, like the planets and all of these different pieces, like it can kind of seem so overwhelming at first if you're like, oh my God, what is all this? What is all this? But like once you open up to it and like you kind of slow down, which is a big part of everything, like slowing down and like listening to your to that heart space again, um, that's when you can like really deeply understand like everything going on. Um, will you, would you be able to kind of explain, I mean, you don't have to go into full detail, but like what do the houses mean? And then kind of like, what, um, I mean, the planets and like the, uh, what am I trying to say? The astrological sign, like Gemini, you know? Yeah. The, so I guess, you know, the Zodiac, do you know, like how the Zodiac sign, um, do you know how I'm asking, but like, can you explain just kind of like how they all play off of each other and how we can learn from like all three? Because like, again, when I learned about astrology for the first time. I'm like, I'm a Gemini. I had no idea what the hell a birth chart was. I had no idea what the houses meant. But when I started to understand like this house actually rules like money and my sign in money is actually like Libra, then like, whoa, of course I'm looking at it like this because I like, I've been like viewed to look at it a different way. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, So you kind of like explain all of that. Of course. Uh, Astrology, just touching on what you're saying too, is such a, it's a beautiful practice because once you get over the intimidation that like the modern society is just kind of doesn't, isn't really open it to, to it too much. And, you know, it's, it's a representation of our truth. So I understand why the world we live in doesn't really, or I should say the Western world, because the Eastern world is pretty open to this, you know, rhetoric. Um, it makes sense because it's easier to keep us in fear. And to that point, you know, there's so much conversation right now and buzz around stepping into your power. And it's a couple of things. Um, but one of them being that as a society, we just feel so pulled as a generation and, and, and like a few generations now, we just feel so pulled to stop letting our outside world control our our essence, our outcome, our lives. We want to make an impact in the world that we're in. So I truly believe, and this is why I'm so passionate about bringing women together and empowering them through this astrology tool and the use of crystals to heal themselves. Because your birth chart is the starting point of understanding your transit chart, basically, and your transits, which shift here and there day to day. your birth chart is really your soul blueprint. It's the best way to explain it. It's a return to love. It's a return to who you are. It's like I was saying, when I saw my 10th house in Scorpio so packed, 
and I started owning my truth. And again, it's a journey, nothing happens overnight. Um, it was crazy. It, it, there's no other way to explain it than magic and, and destiny and the how tied to your essence your birth chart is. Because my 10th house, your 10th house is your career. And everything just shifted for me monetarily and shifted for me in terms of like owning who I was. I'm also born at 11 a.m. So I am a very, very career minded person. There's also a lot of 11s in my essence and numerology ties so much into all of this. Um, numbers are so powerful. The time you were born, I truly believe that our souls choose the time of birth that we come into the world at. I just make fun of myself all the time. Like my husband is a Taurus. He's so freaking practical. He is an engineer, but um, with a Scorpio moon, actually. So, sorry, he's a Scorpio ascendant and his moon is Leo. So we have past lives together as well. But I'm always like, wait till our child is born. I'm going to be like, literally like, baby's going to be born and I'm going to be like, okay, it was born at this time, like this, that, and the other thing. I already like checked it out that maybe they would have a Scorpio sun and moon depending on like the two and a half days window that they might be born. And I'm like, we're looking at maybe a double Scorpio. Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's just, it really is, as you were saying, you know, I just really want to underscore that. It's such a powerful tool um, that your audience for sure will appreciate so much as they appreciate what you share and Ayurveda and all of that spiritual, those empowering, even essential oils, you know, in 2017, I was really into that too. That was a huge segue into all of this. Exactly. Um, there's so much of it tied over linked together, but lapped together, sorry, but everything is just about the biggest lesson that I can say is, is, you know, looking at your chart, understanding more of yourself and then being able to grow and strengthen your soul by giving it prevalence over anything else and in so doing choosing love over everything else and that sounds really cheesy but the way you heal yourself and the way that you strengthen yourself in the world is by understanding that everyone is doing the best they can releasing that fear and embracing love that it sounds so cheesy but when you study it and when you understand it it's so much more than i love you it's it's yeah. everybody who's wronged you, people who are hurting you. It's just looking at your soul and understanding, I just need to do a little bit more of this and embrace a lot more of that. And I'm going to be able to feel stronger and better about myself, do the work I want to do in the world, make the impact I want to make in this lifetime and be able to make an impact with love. And it returns to you. It's like a boomerang. So with all that being said, um, sun, moon, ascendant, three most important things if you're starting your journey, understanding how they work together. And then there's the houses. So there's 12 zodiac signs and then there's 12 houses. So actually babes, what that means is that each zodiac sign, so we're talking about Aries to Taurus to Gemini to Cancer to Leo to yada, yada, yada. Um, they all transit houses over days, years, months, sometimes generations. Um, sorry, no planets transit, sometimes generations. And it all kind of, it's how they're all interwoven together. How I love to explain it actually is that the houses are like, let's say right now the sun is in Gemini and the moon I believe is in Scorpio. So it's like the moon right now, how can I actually explain this in a better way? <laughs> Basically, even though 
you have one house that relates to one zodiac sign. So every zodiac sign has its respective home. Think about it like your home address. Sometimes you're going to go visit friends and family members in their home address. That's what a transit is. It's basically you stepping out of your home, your four walls, and going and visiting another friend who might be Gemini. And maybe you're coming from Taurus. That's how it is. That's how they, they, they relate to each other, aspect each other, and those relationships create energy. It creates circumstances for us as a collective, but also personally. So there is a chart daily for the collective. And then there's our personal chart based on our natal chart, which also comes down to how things are transiting within our daily chart. The houses, um, as you were saying, the first house is the house of self. The second house is the house of possessions and values. It's ruled by Taurus. There's a lot of Venus energy in there. So even if you've got the sun in Gemini in the second house, what that means is the undertone of what's going on for that Gemini essence is really going to be in the context of our values and our possessions, what matters to us, what we care about, where we see beauty, how we're anticipating beauty in our life. It's, it's so interesting because, you know, you think about the, there's four elements in astrology. There's the earth, uh, fire, sun, uh, sun, like earth, moon, fire, and water. <laughs> there's the earth, then there's, um, there's fire and there's water. And there's air. And um, when I think about Earth, I'm always like, oh, it's so, it's so grounded and it's so balanced and it's, it's so abundant. But there's an undertone of materialism mm. to that essence as well. It's like feet on the ground. I can feel things. I want to be able to touch things. So there is that like layer as well, you know, that ties into intuitive interpretation, actually. Mm -hmm. um, the third house is ruled by Gemini, and it's all about communication and tech. So if you have a strong presence in that, you're going to be a talker, and you're probably going to be someone that loves all of the new technology, that loves everything that's coming out. You might even be someone, depending on positioning, that's going to have a career as a talker in technology. Maybe social media is going to be something that's really relevant for you. Um, fourth house, babes, is ruled by Cancer, and it's the house of home. Um, fifth house is our creativity, our sacral chakra, um, how we express ourselves, our feminine essence. Sixth house is, like I don't have it in front of me, which is services. Um, and sixth house is interesting because that will reflect the service that you're going to do in the world. How you, ex if you get too stressed out in, in life, how you're able to care for yourself, what self-care rituals need to happen. Um, if your son is transiting that house, you might feel like you're, you know, getting closer to burnout, that, you know, you feel exhausted, that maybe burnout's a little extreme, but you feel exhausted. You feel like you need to take time for yourself. You're feeling called to nurture um, that, you know, your soul and, and just relax. Um, seventh house is ruled by Libra babes and it's all going to be about partnerships and one-to-one -one relationships. So, and our work in the world. So how we work with other people, the exchanges that we're having with other people, the eighth house is ruled by Scorpio. Not surprisingly, actually kind of my favorite house. It's the most powerful house. There is, it's so interesting, you know, cause I was saying to my husband, I'm like, our child is going to go through a massive transformation in life. You do not, 
you are not born Scorpio in this lifetime or any lifetime, and you do not go through a transformation. It is a hugely transformative sign. It's ruled by Pluto. Pluto rules transformation. I just had Pluto in the last decade transit my ascendant, which meant that there was going to be a yeah. <laughs> there was going to be a massive shift. Wow. In in like it's rare that people have Pluto transit into their first house from their ascendant. Eighth house is rebirth. It's other people's money. It's how you, how come, if you have your Chiron in your eighth house, which is our wounded asteroid, you might not be comfortable with change, comfortable with vulnerability, comfortable with letting your guard down so that you can see that change is good. As you were saying, the only constant is change. The eighth house is like, it shows you that to live, we need to die, metaphorically speaking, you know, and so on if you believe in past lives, which is a rhetoric that astrology very much supports. Um, the ninth house is Sagittarius. It is long distance travel. It's journeys. It's if you have your South node in there in past lives, you mastered, you mastered a lot of, um, depending on some other placements, you're a master at something that you're meant to teach in this life. So maybe you did a lot of research on owning your power. Maybe you were someone who spent a lot of time studying a specific mystical art in this life. Your journey through your North Node placement is really going to be to um, share that South Node, Ninth House, travel, explore what I've learned. What I've, it's it's, it's a, a sign of mastery, actually. It's a, play, a house of mastery, sorry. Tenth House is ruled by Capricorn and uh, Capricorn's planet ruler is Saturn. It's the hardest, hardest worker of the Zodiac. If you've got Capricorn in your sign, you stop at nothing. Some companies I've heard of actually doing really proud. I was really excited about this. I was like, Oh, people are on board with Zodiac stuff. They, um, they will do Zodiac filtering and they'll hire Capricorns because they know they get the job done. Um, Saturn's in there, wherever you've got Saturn, in your chart, babes, it's going to be your teacher. It's going to teach you the things that are going to feel hard and that might challenge you at your most, but it is not a negative. It's really meant to show you your power. And then we've got, uh, what are we at? 10th house. We've got the 11th house, which is Aquarius energy, um, Uranus energy, Uranus, however you want to say it. <laughs> and it's ruling socializing um, our relationship with others. It's ruling the future. People with a big... 11th house Aquarian energy are going to be forward thinkers. They're going to be people who are going to, they're, they're looking to revolutionize stuff. They want to take something and turn it on its head. A lot of these people are working in tech right now, really interestingly, um, and really making tracks and shifting gears for, to inspire the generations to come. Um, Uranus is also a generational placement as is the next house, the 12th house, which is uh, Pisces and Neptune. And that is really considered for you to be coming full circle, um, the depths of your soul, which when you're lost can feel really foggy and murky. You can turn maybe to drugs or things that are going to take you away from your truth um, because of fear and because of wanting to be in a safe place. It's really an, an interesting house, to be honest. If you've got 12th house placement, you're definitely supposed to be on a spiritual journey, I believe and exploring your truth and how you can really be in service to help others. Um, very intuitive sign. Like, incre I think the 12th house or the 8th and the 12th, I should say, 
very, very powerful for what lies beneath the surface. And first house, I just want to say, because I didn't explain it, I went into this whole thing after, is really Aries, and it's the youngest sign of the zodiac. So Aries is a lot of fire and a lot of, a lot of I'm going to not really think about the logistics of it all. I'm just going to do it, and I'm going to learn from my mistakes. Twelve oh. houses, I'm going to be a little more reflective about it. I'm going to think a little bit more about it. it. It might take me longer to get there, but I've done my journey when I'm going to actually step into that, and I'm going to actually express what I know. So that's it in a nutshell. And that was really long. No, I was just about to say, um, thank you. That was so valuable. That was amazing. No, thank you for taking your time to explain all of that. Because I mean, as you guys can like hear, like it definitely can be a little overwhelming, a little confusing with all of those pieces together, but it really isn't. Once they start to mold together, once they start to flow together, like you literally have your soul's blueprint to like finding like a toolbox. It's like a toolbox when shit hits the fan, when things aren't like feeling in alignment, you can pretty much go back to this astrology chart, your birth chart and like kind of look at the pieces of the puzzle almost and be like, why am I feeling like this? This is here. This is here. This is here. Look how this has shifted. And you're like, okay, makes so much more sense. I need to, you know, be a little, I'm just having an example, but I need to like cool off my Gemini a little and tap into, you know, like a little more of this. And so again, just another amazing, we can keep saying it the whole show, like just an amazing way to like understand yourself and really come back into like your truth and like your alignment. Um, and then I'm going to kind of like get into some of the things you said in there were just so powerful. Um, all about love. Like it's all about coming back to love and it's all about understanding in your heart what your truth is because it's going to be different from the person sitting next to you it's going to be different from your mom different from your dad even if you've been told your whole life this is your truth this is your truth this is your truth no way you know listen to yourself this is just another way to slow down and start to understand how unique and how specific and how like fucking like special and magical you are like how unique you are and all of that has to do is like it comes back to love. And yeah. I love what you said about um, to live like you need to die. And mm -hmm. I feel like at least that's a lesson I'm learning right now about love, especially. Um, and so to live, you need to die. And what I'm getting that is, is like in this life, um, we are given so many things, so many lessons. We're born with like all of this generational stuff. Like you said, you can look back on your birth chart to see what has been almost like carried over, like from past lives and from, from your ancestors and from all of that. And that's so deep rooted within us. Like all of that shit is just like holding us back from that actual truth, that actual like soul, your actual love and your actual alignment. So when you can take this information from astrology, just take, you know, take that, that blueprint, that real blueprint and realize like what needs to die within you to, so it can clear out to come in that true space of like, again, true love and true alignment and having like that understanding and that forgiveness for yourself and that understanding compassion for yourself. Like all of this is like literally just hardwired in us and we can be super hard on ourselves, which almost keeps us in that like feeling of death or we can become aware, release it so that 
you can live and you can like gum past the death and you can like release all of that bad shit. Um, and so, yeah, and it's, it's a process. I mean, that, that death that d- doesn't happen just once. It's like, um, like we mentioned a few times, it's just, that's the work of like, of life. It's the work of, of being a human to become aware of the things coming into your space and clearing out what doesn't serve you so that you can live your soul's blueprint, which again, just comes back to love. It's not fucking cheesy at all. This is like exactly why I created this space of the fill your cup podcast, because like that is what it's about. Filling up your cup, filling up your heart with love, with your truth. For me, started with Ayurveda, which loopholed into all of these other like woo-woo, amazing spiritual practice, like spirituality practices. And like, like I found astrology, which was just another piece of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. So that's my rant. There you go. <laughs> so good. What a great recap, Emily. So good. Astrology is, you know, I was just thinking, listening to you, it's, it's the study of patterns, actually. Mm and how things are interacting with each other. And, you know, I think that's a great way to put it too, because when you know your blueprint, your soul's blueprint being your natal chart, you can look at your transit chart. Um, you know, my, I was born in 82 and I can look at 2019 and I'm like, okay, patterns from what was in my DNA on, in, on the 7th of November in 82 are now shifting gears. This situation is happening in this house right now. This is what I'm going through. It's a mirror. Um, the eighth house, like, I love that you brought that up and I think it just underscores the, the beauty of the eighth house and the 12th house, which is spirituality. It's not, it's removing those masks, facing your shadows, um, which are the shadow is really an aspect of you that you need to learn to love instead of, um, hate or ignore and just kind of like push it down until it doesn't exist anymore. It's the part of you that your soul is there telling you, you will feel alive when you embrace this part of you and you will see your power and your truth. And, you know, I wanted to say earlier, when we're talking about power, it's not at all from a place of, which I'm sure it came across to the love rhetoric, but it's not a place of, of arrogance or like, you know, I feel some people might look at this power conversation and be like, what are all these people talking about, about coming into your power? It's just where you feel whole. That's what your power is. It's where you're not walking out of your front door or your car or whatever in the morning, day to day, and then letting other people determine how your day is going to go. Mm-hmm. It's that you're so secure in yourself. And I think there is such an essence of that tied to that eighth house which I do want to say, even if you don't have, you won't have planets necessarily. I'm pretty sure you won't in every single house. It doesn't mean that that house doesn't um, represent something for you in your life. So even if you don't have a stacked eighth house, um, or even in my case, I don't have a stacked eighth house, but because I have a lot of Scorpio energy in my chart, automatically it goes back to that eighth house essence. So that essence of rebirth and and embracing that vulnerable part of you that we've been taught to fear. We've been taught that it's not okay to be vulnerable and it's not okay to fail and it's not okay to change. Mm. And the truth is it's okay to do all of that and then some because that's where you're going to meet who you really are. And and the only thing that matters in that outcome is how good you're going to feel about your life and that you deserve to live the best life possible right now. And if there's something in your life that is telling you, I... 
I don't feel good about this, or I don't feel fulfilled about this. Those are little messages. Those are little indicators that there's more for you out there. When I was working in retail for so long, I just thought to myself, there's more, like, I, this isn't my be all end all. And it's not a question of disrespecting people who want to spend their careers and their lives in retail. I just had, there was a whisper inside of me that was bigger than me that would surface in moments when I was particularly miserable and it would just be expressing my potential for so much more. And it was really that I'm supposed to teach people about their power through the mystical arts, through the occult, through all of these things that people don't necessarily understand or that they have a fear of understanding because it, you know, it, we've been conditioned that way. But when it looks like Star Sisters and your Astro Coach, it becomes a really fun container, you know? To, to, like it's really, I pride myself on really having an energy that's extremely warm and inviting because I want people, I know that that's my gift. That's what I was born with. And I feel like now I've, I feel, by the way, is a weasel word. We should not say that. That <laughs> um, I've come into that and that I can own it and, and use it to help people who could really use the help and who really want to be empowered and feel amazing about themselves. And that's all I aim to do in this life is that with whatever time we spend together, whether it's in a circle or in a one-to-one or in a reading, um, that you walk away feeling like you know a little bit more about what you're capable of and you have a little more love and a little less fear in your heart about how you're going to go about it. Oh, like chills. I'm going to cry. I don't know. That was just like everything. Like (laughs) preach, preach, preach. I don't even know where to like start on that. But I think like the biggest thing, because it, it, this is this past week, of course, we're talking about this right now. Like this past week has been a big like shift in my life has been this, this big like upheaval of like all this shit coming up in Gemini energy, by the way. Yeah. it's, It's serious this season. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that the new moon was like intensity. And I was like, okay, so we're we're here. We're here. And it just it hasn't stopped. But it is because I was ignoring the shit out of my shadows. I was ignoring um, just really the things that were holding me me back and like, super aware of these things. And like you were saying the patterns and the habits and especially this past year as I've like become to really like understand myself better and like unlock my soul's blueprint. I am so freaking aware of the shit that is just like, you know, stopping me and just like keeping me small and not allowing me to live in that, in my full whole truth and my full whole power. And so this past week has just been like, it's felt so heavy and it's felt just like almost like one punch after another punch after another punch. And it's you actually, I picked a card last night on your, in, um, star sisters. Yeah. Yeah. Tarot Thursday. I'll link all of this in the show notes. You guys obviously can like go scope out everything Steph is doing, but, um, Tarot Thursday, I intuitively picked number two and like I can hear it in my brain like, oh, pick one, no, three, oh, which one are you going to pick? And I read your messages like intuitively, like what is your heart saying? So I had to slow everything down. I took a couple deep breaths, tapped right back into that like heart space, that space of my wholeness and my truth. I picked number two and Steph gave me a free intuitive reading and it was, um, she pulled the devil for me, which was literally her message was like, 
I pulled the devil. Don't be scared. <laughs> like I pulled the devil. Don't be scared. This is a shadow that's coming up so that you can release it so that you can like see what it is that like has really been holding you back and like, just like become like that awareness that like that's actually happening and stop avoiding it, you know, like actually come into it. And so literally this morning after I read that message and after I journaled about it and like really understood like I feel so much better and I just feel like this weight like lifted off of me and it's because I've been controlling everything and trying to control the outcome and trying to like piece everything together when all the universe has wanted me to do is slow the fuck down and surrender and like you guys know that's all I'm about hello fill your cup I have my own podcast on that but it's like Shadows are like beautiful because they are that reminder to be like, girlfriend, you are not living in this truth. You're not living in your alignment. What's going on? Like, get honest, get real with yourself. And I think you mentioned like in the past, like your like spiritual awakening or like Mm -hmm. it happened because you hit this place of burnout and same thing for me. And it's because I was ignoring all of the shadows and all of the signs for so freaking long that I was holding them in and it created the toxicity in my body, the toxicity in my mind, the toxicity in my soul that like, I mean, in Ayurveda, it's the imbalanced kapha, holding everything in, not expressing myself, literally holding on to physical, mental, and emotional weight. Um, I so hear you. Like yeah, everything well, you're saying is just, it just lands so much for me to get here. And I mean, your journey is never at a destination. You're always on it, but to get to where I am now, I did it. I think I was even mentioning it to you, you know, like in the DMS, I had to do so much shadow work last year just to help. Oops. <laughs> just kidding. Give me a second. You're good. I'm like, my computer's shutting down to install, uh, <laughs> just not have that happen right now. <laughs> Yeah, I had to do so many, so many layers of work. I worked with coaches to help me understand my shadows. And when I discovered what shadows were, that's really the seat of your power. It's the messages that are telling you what you're capable of, but that you're resenting. And I mean, there's themes, there's categories, kind of like the houses in astrology that go for many people um, that are patterns that people are going to be able to resonate with. It's, it's, you know, a lot of it is money. And that was one of my biggest ones. Yeah, I was like, money, I don't need money. Like I was just holding it so far away from me because I associated it (laughs) with evil instead of understanding that we all deserve money and we all deserve to be comfortable with our abundance and comfortable in earning our living, you know? And it's, it's a process, it's a process. But one of my favorite things now is to be able to empower other women who are working for themselves and who are, a lot of us are, we haven't been in the workforce that long. A lot of us have these blocks about what we're worth and what we're capable of earning and what makes the most sense. And the truth is we're the only ones getting in our way. Those are shadows and limiting beliefs that are coming up that need to be addressed and they need to be free. When you make peace with them and when you start to love them, you're able to step into a new you that just starts, that's where the whole manifesting dialogue becomes relevant. If you're not addressing your shadows, it's going to be really, really hard to manifest the stuff that your shadows are telling you that you really want. They're teachers. 
there it's, I feel, you know, a year ago or a year a half ago, even I wasn't pulling tarot yet. Um, and a friend actually told me you're going to be doing tarot. And I was like, God, no, I'm just trying to master astrology right now. What the heck am I going to get into tarot? And then the two just overlap. It, it was just like, it fell into my lap. They all have the same sort of, um, the same rhetoric, the same symbolism, the same, it's impossible not to do one without the other. And it's so intuitive and it's, it's magic to be able to pull a card intuitively, as you were saying, and understand that that's your soul. That's really, really speaking to the messages that you need to hear in order to live your best life. And I love how you said, you know, you took a few minutes and you really tried to anchor into which card you felt intuitively. Um, I had, I did, I even did a tarot reading this week with someone who's been practicing for 30 years and I pull for myself, but this week I kept the four of swords kept coming up and then it came up like in the reading three times. And it was like, you've got to relax. Like you are, you're not going on burnout, but you're exhausted. And I, was mm. like, I feel it. Like this card is there to teach me, like, listen, because you're doing too much. And it's also, I mean, the undertone of pregnancy and having moved in the last six months and all our friends are still in Montreal. So, you know, it's still, that's why I really want to encourage you. Like everyone listening, it's, it's really a journey. It's not a moment of arrival. Like I've been doing this work for two years and I'm still reminded every day that there are shadow parts or that there are lessons that I need to listen to. It's having a practice that anchors you into becoming your better self every single day so that when you're met with these messages, when you're met with these intuitive hits, you're not on the floor just like feeling like the world is crumbling and everything's ending. That's where your strength starts to build that's when you know your lower chakras are becoming strong. Um, and that's when you're going to be able to experience enlightenment and all the magic, the magic, the magic of life. There's no other way to explain it. There's things that happen day in and out. And I'm just like, life is magic. It really, really is. It's just a question of falling in love with your life and falling in love with who you are. And then you're going to be able to understand what that magic really is, what manifesting really is and what your power really is. And we've all got it. We've all got it, you know, but yeah, I, I feel like I want to say I'm constantly like talking with, again, the Sag thing, but I love empowering women to earn their living. I love helping women, you know, supporting them so that paying them for things so that they can know what their worth is through our exchange and through that money and money is energy. I'm sure you've heard it before. We give a $5 bill and a $100 bill the value that it has. It's just a piece of bloody paper. Nowadays, it's not even, it's like an electric, electronic, right. you know, exchange to be able to support other women. And I've never had the dialogue of looking for something for free. And yes, I do offer free mini readings, of course, because that's part of being in service. And that's mm. part of an exchange of showing people what they're capable of. But all I ask is to be vulnerable enough to understand the messages that are coming your way and honor your truth in return. But suggesting to not pay another woman for something that she's putting herself out there to do in the world doesn't doesn't ring well with me. I want to empower other women. I want to support them through the energetic exchange of standing there beside them, showing them that their work in the world is amazing and giving them money for what they're doing, because that is how we are going to change things. And that's how we're going to be able to truly support each other and not see each other as competition, which is still an issue for a lot of people, you know? So. Yes. Oh my God. Thank you so much. Because that's literally, of course, you knew what I was like um, having trouble about is money. Like that's all that was like ringing true for me when I saw that card. And I just want to share. It's like, I have all of these 
these visions because I'm I'm on my own entrepreneur journey now. Like I like really just this past like month, I'm going to say is like my true like first start, like feeling like I'm owning my own business and I'm doing the things and doing it. And so like, of course, money, like I want to help all of these women, but I need, you know, I want to make money to support myself, to survive, to pay the bills, to do all the things, but to also like have the luxurious lifestyle I want, like to have the things I want and to not be shamed to like want the better, the bougier things just because it's money. And after I read your message and everything coming back, I realized that, fuck yes, I want all of this money. I want $10,000 months. I want fucking six figure years. I want it all. But I am so fucking scared of money and I am so terrified of losing it. And I don't believe in my own abundance and I don't believe that I'm worthy enough to have all of these things, which are all of those shadow sides that I was so avoiding for like months on months on months. Like this whole, you know, like money is like what I've been avoiding. And so it's like, it's felt so heavy these past few days because universe source god is literally sending me all these motherfucking messages to be like girlfriend how are you you're ever gonna be rich <laughs> okay you're gonna be rich how are you ever going to love yourself when you're fucking wealthy if you can't love yourself when you're fucking not poor but not where you want to be mm-hmm. you know? it's like so there's my message my shadow is telling me like such an important message yourself yes love it because money magnifies whatever it is that we're working through. Mm. So it's actually a gift to be able to work through that when you're not earning your potential. So that when you are earning your potential, you're not only earning it, but you're standing in your power about earning it. It's so, so powerful. I wanted to mention to you as well, I didn't mention in the DM, but your audience might actually have a takeaway from this. Look into tapping. It's the emotional mm-hmm. freedom technique. And I really, through experience as well, I started doing Kundalini yoga. I don't do it regularly, um, but I loved it. When I first did it, I thought, what the heck is this? And then when I walked away from the class, I was like, this is life, actually. Like, you just feel so on fire and so empowered. And I, from that moment, made the association with repetition and being able to shift your subconscious. And so our shadow is tied to our subconscious. And so what's really powerful of, um, about tapping are the emotional freedom technique. And there's a ton. I even have actually an IGTV. I believe it's on my Star Sisters account. Yeah, that you guys can go watch. And I break it all down on how to start tapping and which affirmations to say so that you can have a really powerful experience through that. And you can make your own affirmations as well. But it's really interesting how repetition and saying affirmations again in a repetitive formula really stands to shift your subconscious and shift your entire essence and your energy. It's incredible. Repetition. I I love that. I saw, I actually saw your tapping video. Haven't tried it yet, but now after this, I'm going to try. I've done tapping a few times and it is amazing. It's the repetition of the tapping and then like telling yourself those like new beliefs that you want to rewrite. So like for me, instead of saying, you know, I can't make money, I'm not worth it. It would be money flows to me with ease. I am worth it. I am worthy. And so it's a beautiful tool, another tool to have to, yeah, start to rewrite those beliefs about yourself that you're like, no more. So I will definitely like link that for everyone too, because it's a beautiful, um, I'm so happy that you share that. That's amazing. 
it's such a good practice and you can do it on your own. It's like five, 10, 20 minutes, half an hour, how, however long you want to be. It's such a beautiful practice too, because it's all about start where you are. You literally need no training in it. You can do it like you were saying in the next half an hour, you know? So yeah. and it's going to rewrite your subconscious, which is the seed of our beliefs. Yeah. So, sometimes our beliefs aren't even ours. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. I feel like we need to like get on this, like get, get on another, um, get on another call again and have a whole entire episode, like on all of the other things. Um, because yeah, fuck, like a lot of this shit is not even our beliefs. Like I'm realizing a lot of this money stuff, like I have been, I have been taking the time to rewire and like find my new money mindset and like my new abundance beliefs and everything. Mm -hmm. And so this past week when I was so out of alignment with those thoughts of my shadow and those thoughts of, I can't make money. There's not enough. There's not enough. It was, um, it was more of me just like taking on other people's beliefs and not again, understanding, remembering my truth and my abundance. So mm -hmm. fuck yes, we pick up so on good. everything. And when you're doing that practice and then just to tie it back to the astrology angle and you know, um, I didn't even touch on this at all, but just in a quick nutshell, when you know your Jupiter placement, babes, and when you know your North node placement, you literally know basically your point of fortune and your purpose in this life. So what matters to you and what you're supposed to be doing. And when you step into that awareness and then you're able to work, rework your subconscious and deal with your shadow, you're in the most like magnetic scenario ever. You just got like a vibration that is high vibe. <laughs> it's yeah. the simplest way to put it, you know? So it all, everything just kind of layers so beautifully together. One does not work without the other. No, it's that flow. It's that alignment. Oh, oh, yes. Yeah. We're definitely going to have to like have another episode where we're like describing because I realized we didn't even hit on like Chiron and the nodes and everything like that. And those I think this was a good beginner's episode. Yeah. Beginners. All right. It's quite complicated. You're, the nodes are all about, um, it's, it's really your soul's calling in this lifetime. It's a lot of shadow as well because the south node is what you come in having mastered in previous lives. Again, astrology supports that past life rhetoric. Um, and so the north node is where you're supposed to release that south node comfort zone in this lifetime and step vulnerably into what you're able to do in this life in order to live it the most fulfilled. It's another astrology angle, actually. It's, it's a really... Um, on the nodes themselves, you can know so much about your life and about who you are just, just on that premise alone without even considering necessarily the whole chart. It's, you do need to know it in order to know your node, your node placement, but there's, I mean, books and studies endlessly done just on the nodes. So everything, again, it's, it's layers and layers and layers, you know, all of the, as a Scorpio, which I feel like you, you might have some actual Scorpio energy in your chart because you're just <laughs> so comfortable being vulnerable. And as a Scorpio, I'm like, tell me all the vulnerability. Show me all the lessons. I just want to be taught everything about my power. This is just something I'm so comfortable with. So comfortable with it. I yeah. love that. Yeah, we're definitely, I'm going to invest in a reading with you. We're going to, you're going to read my chart and then we'll get back on here and like jam about everything. Yeah. Um, you can even do a chart reading for your audience together, your chart. <laughs> oh shoot yeah that would be let, let's do that we're making plans on the show so we'll be back guys <laughs> um 
oh my god this was like so much value stuff thank you oh. so so much like i said i'm sure we'll be talking to each other again because i feel like we can jam out for days and you're such uh, a good host oh you're great thank yeah. you i really appreciate it because you're a natural I, oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, this is my second. I'm, we're going to be vulnerable. Here's my, what was it? The Scorpio side coming out. So this is uh, my second like interview for the podcast. And my first interview, I was so freaking nervous. I literally like, had to like stop recording, then start recording again. So thank you for but it's your leo ascendant babe like you got it just own it leo loves the spotlight oh my god i i love this okay owning my leo all day shedding the shadow shit and we're just gonna keep stepping into our power i love it the last question before we leave everyone um with all this juiciness today is steph what is like the one way you love to fill up your cup I love this question. <laughs> so, so relevant for our conversation. Right. So filling up my cup has been a massive practice for me for the last year and a half. And then I got pregnant <laughs> in February. Oh. And it's been like, what am I going to do to fill up my cup? Because for our listeners who have been pregnant, who are pregnant, who know, who are thinking about getting pregnant, it's so, it's, you've never needed to fill your cup more but there's so much change going on physically, emotionally, um, holistically that you, you know, it's hard to have a practice in filling up your cup. So it's, it's this really interesting duality in my life right now that I'm trying to surrender to and go with the flow. But what I do know for sure, and that's just me being super honest with you guys, you know, just think I've, I've had practices in the past where it was like spinning and working out and eating plant-based Then I got pregnant and vegetables literally made me want to die. And I was like, what is happening to me? I don't even recognize myself. So it became a really big challenge. But the biggest thing I can say for filling my cup is time alone. There's no, there's nothing that's more fulfilling for me as a person who's an extreme social butterfly. I'm very, very comfortable um, with people socializing. And what I've realized is that as a recovering people pleaser as well, I need to constantly pencil in time where I am disconnecting. So now it's a, it's a daily practice of putting my phone on um, airplane mode so that people can't reach me. It's learning my boundaries all the time and testing them so that I can constantly be in this space of recharging because if I give too much and my cup overflows, mm-hmm. I'm unable to perform at the level that I want to for to be in service, but also for myself and what I need. So that, you know, it goes back to, to that filling your cup is such an interesting and, and valuable practice to incorporate into your life in order for you to be able to be love and vibrate at love. And in our world today, I know, again, it's something that's extremely over talked about and over said, but it's a reality. We give so much of ourselves. We constantly feel like we need to be answering someone one way or another. I would definitely say filling my cup is the practice of constant boundaries. And for me, that means being able to say no, being able to turn all my digital off, being able to disconnect. I love reading. Love, love, love reading so much. I'm constantly reading. I would say I'm constantly studying the mystical arts in one way or another. I just take time to be alone um, and do one of those exercises, hang out with my crystals, energize myself, um, 
do a yoga class. I haven't found, I moved to a new city and I haven't found a yoga studio that I love. And I had to sort of, I was fearful of working out so much at the beginning of my pregnancy. And I was also very sick, but spinning, even though it's a high intensity workout, really, really recharges my soul. And it makes so much sense because Sagittarius energy needs to be working out in a cardio scenario. So I feel amazing when I'm filling my cup by doing something that's a solo practice, really just taking time to get quiet and be with myself for at least, I would say, like, I do it at least two hours a day, to be honest. Mm. And it's usually, it'll be morning or night, but I tend to cut time out for it more at the evenings, to be honest. Mm. Yeah. I just want to say like, fuck yes, because <laughs> first off, we are always changing and we are always evolving. So like that thing that makes you feel good, like last month might not make you feel good this next month. And like, and that's okay. Yeah. Fuck. No. Yeah. It's okay. Yes. What, what do yeah. we say? Like the only constant is change. Like yeah. everything's changing. And so when you can surrender into that change, instead of trying to force yourself to eat vegetables, but you're actually going to be sick, like listen to your body, you guys listen to your body and what feels like, Oh, the baby good. wants carbs. Everybody eats carbs when they're pregnant in the first trimester I had no idea the first month I was like so sick and I was trying to shove avocados and like all these veggies and then finally I was just like you know what what's nine months of your life just trying to Mm. re-figure things out and it's such a beautiful omen for what's to come because stepping into motherhood is really going to be a whole new vibration for me and you know talking about the magic in life and filling your cup and all of that it's really incredible because it's going to be the hardest work I've ever done, but I've never felt more ready for it. Mm. You know, and you're, it's like, you're never ready. But as I was saying to Emily before um, our call, like jumping on the recording, I'm really glad that I listen, listen to my soul and I listen to myself because I'm going to be 37 when I deliver. And everyone told me like, you're never ready. You're never ready. You're never ready. But when you're open to it, when you want it, um, that's what I would equate being ready to because now I'm really excited for this new chapter and I see how motherhood is going to ground me in every single way. Um, I feel it already just connecting with the baby in the womb and also knowing way too much about life in the subconscious and trying to help the baby have a really strong subconscious and not taking on any of my shadows. So it's a really, it's, it's, that's part of filling my cup now too. You know, it's, it's about bonding with baby in utero and about, making the, the baby understand that crystals are going to be part of its life. Oh my God. Fuck. Yes. It's like, it's, it's really like, I mean, everything you're saying is like the boundaries, spending yeah. time with baby, like slow the F down, just slow it down. That's it, take babe. that slow time. It down. Yeah. I've got a lot of fire in my chart and that's, you know, another self-awareness practice. It's like stuff. You've got fire, you know what your, you know what your DNA is, you know what you're partial to, Keep that in mind. Keep that in check. It doesn't mean you have to change who you are. And that's mm. another beautiful thing about astrology and these birth charts. It's, it, it makes you feel so comfortable about you, who you are. You don't need to apologize because it's there and it's a higher expression of who you are. And so I know what I'm like, but I also know that I need to keep tabs on myself so that I stay in check and so that I don't burn out again. And so that I be honorable to my needs. And I'm, it's a constant learning, but start where you are and you'll notice that you'll make tracks like six months will come a year will come and you won't even be the same person and that's the shift 
that a lot of us healers talk about, you know? Oh my God. Like I could preach on that for days. It was like in a month, physically, I dropped 20 pounds. I like had this whole clarity. Thank you. but, But really it's like, it's when you come into that truth, that alignment, you're vulnerable, you're open to it, you're ready for it. Like yeah. shit magic goes down. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Like absolutely. That is where it's all at, you know? It's like mm. shedding the mask that we've been living under, those shadows, those beliefs that other people were like, this is yours. And it's like, actually, I don't really want to have this. This is not <laughs> going to stick with me. Sorry. How can I work through this, shed it, and step into the new? Mm, we have that choice. I love it. I love it. Choice is such a powerful word. We have that choice. The yeah. choice. I mean, I, I, it's it? literally, I had the choice. I, I go back to this week because just everything was shifting. I had the yes. choice looking back to sit there and stay stuck in those emotions and like, well, why don't I have this money? Why isn't this coming to me? Why this, 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 this? Or I could have said, okay, surrendering to it. I'm getting it. I'm understanding. Fuck yeah, you can sit in that for us. Like, you know, you can feel it. You can be sad about it. You can like let it move through you, but no, take it, move with it, move on so you can release it. Just come into that full experience. And even the choice to accept that death card, you know, oh. to not look at it as a negative, to not be like, oh my God, I got death. Oh, <sighs> right. Magic. Yeah. Actually, love your power. Oh, thank you. I love it. I love you. Thank you so, so much for coming on. Like I said, I'm sure you guys will be on here jamming out soon again. Um, Yeah, but thank you. Oh my God. This is before I like get off and I want you to let everyone know where they can find you. Like if you want to go get your chart read, if you want to like get all of the crystal guidance, like everything, where can we find you? The best place right now to find me is definitely starsisters.ca. So that's the Instagram handle. My partner, Athena, and I, we empower women through the mystical arts as modern mystics. Um, Athena gives crystal prescriptions based on the challenge that you're going through that you want to heal. And I intuitively guide you based on the crystals that you own or that you want to work with, that you want to incorporate into your life. I also... I'm an astrologer, so I incorporate all of that astrology magic into your life, help you understand it, what it means for you, and help you do birth chart readings if that's something that you're interested in. We also have a website, starsisters.ca, and my personal account is at your astro coach. Yay. And I will link all of those goodies in the show notes so you guys can go like stalk stuff and <laughs> find out like what she's about. I love the stalkers. Yeah. Stalk. <laughs> That's how I found you. Like, let's be real. I freaking stalked you. So <laughs> IG deep dive. <laughs> that's that's like again where all of the magic happens I had no idea how many amazing beautiful women were on Instagram until I just like did the deep dive and stalked it all. Did the deep dive, have your boundaries with social media, have your boundaries with Instagram, mute the people, unfollow the people that don't fill your soul. That is literally where it starts. Such a good practice. My Instagram gives me life. Gives me life. Two years ago, I would not have been saying the same thing. It's incredible. Yes. my feed. I, okay, yeah, I feel you. I literally have my old account and it's like a different person. Like even Mm -hmm. the people I'm following, like the pictures I was posting, I'm like, who is this? So yeah, clean up your feed. So like that's one of the first ways you can create the boundaries to start feeling good about what you're seeing and start to attract those good vibes back Release the shadow. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, thank you. That was awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. 
Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Fill Your Cup podcast. I am so grateful and so appreciative for all your love, for all your support. If you resonated with anything in this episode, if you feel all of the good vibes, if you feel feel like your cup is filled back up, please share, take a screenshot of the episode, post it on your Instagram stories, tag me at Movin' and Groovin'. Let me know what you think. Leave a rating, leave a review. That is going to help get the show into as many ears as possible, as many ears that need this show. So I appreciate it. Have a great day. Keep spreading your love, keep spreading your light, and keep filling up that cup.